Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome back to Being the Phoenix of Your Own Life. This is Julie. I I mean, I really don't even know how to introduce this guest because she started out as a mentor and as a coach and developed into a friend. And she's probably one of the most powerful women that I have run across in my journey of coaching in the last year and a half. She is incredible. She is powerful. She's authentic. She doesn't take any shit from anybody. And that is why I absolutely adore her. Nikki, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself? And then I have a question for you. Goosebumps, Julie, goosebumps. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, first of all, I am super happy to be here. Um, it has been on my wish list for a very long time. So thank you, first of all, for having me. Um, my name is Nikki Green. I am not only a good friend of Julie Paulson, but I'm also the founder of Good Karma Business. Um, I found my business about four and a half years ago, and I live in Spain, work and live together with my partner, Josh Cousins. And we help people building businesses online with fun and simplicity without um, any complicated tools, software, appointment setters, all that fancy chess. We like to keep it simple and that's what we help people with, to find their voice, to position themselves and to build a profitable, impactful and meaningful um, business online. I love that. And I'm one of her biggest raving fans. So Nikki, I have a question for you. This would be the Phoenix of your own life. So we know that we have all been in the shit pit. We have all been in the ashes of our lives. What's a time that you were in the ashes that you were forced to rise up and how has that impacted your life till now? Um, I would say the last time, the last time was about two years ago. Because as you know, um, it's been a few times in my life that I had to rise from the ashes. Um, and the last time was summer 2019. When I, had, when I really hit rock bottom, um, it was because of um, a medical issue I had. So I, had a, um, I got diagnosed with a huge fibroid on my uterus. And um, that um, required a surgery. You know, unfortunately, that time I was diagnosed with such a huge medical issue was when I lived on the road with my in my van with Josh together. We were traveling through Europe, working out of the out of the van, basically having this typical van life, um, digital nomad life, <laughs> what we all know from social media, right? Um, and and we had a blast. Like we had a really good time. So um, we didn't wanna. We didn't want to um, go back home, but we had to. So um, it was um, it was a big thing because I was in, in a lot of pain. I had surgery, but the whole thing wouldn't have been such a bad thing because by that time I was 40. 
And um, for the past five years back then, I knew already that I don't want to become a mother of human children. So the diagnosis of maybe not having a uterus anymore soon wasn't really the problem. Um, the problem was what happened like three days after my surgery that my back then four-year-old dog, completely healthy, passed away. No one was able to tell me why I had to sign a paper in the, in the hospital um, that I would leave the hospital on my own risk. And so I wasn't able to walk. I was, um, they had to cut me completely open. They had to um, not only remove the fiber, but also um, my whole uterus, my pelvis, everything. They had to take out everything. So it was quite painful. And I'm a pretty tough cookie when it comes to pain, but it really was quite painful back then. And, um, and the, mental, um, the mental breakdown really was what brought me to my knees and what really made me not being able to move, not only out of physical pain, but also the mental pain back then. Because as I just mentioned, I decided for myself in my mid thirties, I don't want to become a mother of human children. Although I'm like the best, most eccentric and most loving auntie you can imagine. But um, I, I, I just didn't want to have human kids on my own, right? That wasn't, um, that wasn't really um, the, the thing for me, even though it's a different thing when mother nature tells you now there is no way for you anymore. Or if you decide you don't want to become the mother of a human child. But for me, I've always knew that um, I want to be the mom to dogs, to as many dogs as possible. I always had dogs <laughs> in my life. I love dogs. Dogs are like the best thing ever that happened to me. And so when my boy Juno back then with four years completely healthy died and um, and the situation overall, like I can still smell that the, the hospital, I can still see my father crying. I can still see my parents who have been divorced for the longest time coming back together driving to the hospital to pick me up to see me all that stuff right I can still feel the lighting of them of the room I've been laying in talking to the vet coming fr fresh out of surgery and she telling me you know you have to expect the worst I met people so many times in my life who would say it's just a dog and I cannot mm. tell you how much I want to Give them a high five with a chair in their face. <laughs> yeah, it's just a dog and you are just such an idiot. <laughs> and like, you know, without any, any feeling, right? Loads of the people, including people, you know, in my friends and family circle um, have been reacting in a way. But for me, it was the end of the world back then. I hit rock bottom. Uh, I had, I saw no meaning in anything anymore back then. I, Josh and I, we had to live in my mom's. Um, Josh actually slept on the floor for the longest time because my mom lives in a very small house, but we gave away everything back then and we couldn't live in our van. Um, so, but we had no apartment anymore. We had no house to go back to right after we basically came from, from a road trip, which was for month and month and month. We, 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 we planned to live that kind of life, the van life. So when we came back because of the search, we had nowhere to go. So my mom took us of course and she um and she took care of us and and all that but i hit rock bottom i didn't see any purpose in anything i used to do back then and including my business so um i said to josh i don't want to do what we have done so far i'm not into it and i'm not feeling it anymore i don't want to do anything anymore 
um, and I would just, um, you know, just cried. I, I was in pain. I was not able to do anything. I had haven't had any purpose anymore, and I just lost my second dog. And eleven months prior, my first dog died way too young in a horrible accident. And I was just like, how does, how is a mother's heart supposed to digest? seeing both of her babies go within one year and why so there is like it was not like you couldn't explain it you know my my first dog ran into a wooden stick and and and, and the, the wooden stick was in her throat in the, in the forest you know because she got stung by a bee like how do you want to explain it how does your, your brain doesn't understand it like how is no. your heart supposed to be able to take that right and so everybody who knows me, you included, knows who, what an animals advocate I am, right? So oh, yeah. um, the majority of the money I'm making, you know, goes to animal shelters. And, and I just, you know, I just love being around animals ever since I'm a little, I was a little girl. So for me back then, this was rock bottom. And, um, and we completely restructured back then Good Karma Business. Um, we, including the people who we wanted to work with including the people who we want to be surrounded by and, and from in our private life and in business. So loads has changed ever since. And, um, and my comeback was strong and it was powerful and it was beautiful. You know, I would say rock bottom is a place where you rise from the ashes. Um, it's a very, um, it's, it's the best soil for anything beautiful to create. And I think it's a place everybody should ideally visit one day yeah. in their yeah. life. I love that answer. And it's so funny because when I, when I do these interviews, like I, I have before we do the interview, I'm like, okay, I think this is where I want to go. But the post that you put up yesterday and this story, I, I'm going to go away from the business side of it for yeah. a minute, if you will allow Absolutely. me to. Yeah. Because most of my, most of the listeners are, are women. And I know a couple of the listeners, my best friend included, they've never wanted to be parents. They were like, I don't, I don't want to be the parent of a human child. I love that. I love how you state that. I don't want to be the parent of a human child. I want to be a dog mom all day long. And by the way, she has the most cutest dog ever, Miss Lottie. <laughs> what, when you talk about not wanting to be a parent, and when you've talked about that in the past, what kind of reaction do you get from people? Pitiful eyes, pitiful looks. Is that the right word? Pitiful? Yeah. 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 Pitiful. Kind of like you don't know better. That's what they, they might or just, they obviously think about me. Like you don't, you don't, you think so now, but when you will be older, you will be alone. No one will take care of you. No one will come and visit you. Like things have been, people have been telling me these things, Julie. Like, oh, you think so now? Oh, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about now? I'm fucking almost 43. Like, <laughs> when like that I'm day? not going to be Janet Jackson at 50 years old and have a kid. That is <laughs> no, I mean, good, congratulations, Janet. That's amazing that you did that, but I'm done. I mean, I had my kids. I'm, I'm done with that. Do you think that there's a huge stigma that comes along with being a woman and especially being a powerful businesswoman and making that decision that, you know what, I don't want to have kids and people don't respect that decision. They, they feel like this 
there's this stigma against having children. Do you feel like that that is something that you come up against? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And you know what is the interesting um, thing, Julie, that actually a lot of people will be listening to that now. And one of the first thoughts will be, but wait a second, are there not like movements, you know, like hashtag um, no human mom, hashtag this, hashtag there. There are groups out there. There are communities, you know, there are like movements out there for no kids, right? And yeah, and that's, that's amazing. Like, um, absolutely. I love that this exists, but it is, it is the cool kids out there who still judge. And as long as the obvious, like, you know, like you, you look at someone and like, I don't know if you know what I mean, but I've been, especially when Josh and I li lived in a van, we were traveling and we, so we met other van lifers, right? And you would sometimes think those, those must be the most chilled and open-minded and kind of like hippie people, right? Yeah. Julia, I cannot tell you how many people I met on the road with Josh who had like the biggest stick up their ass right who were so conservative in the bottom of their heart who um who told us things like you know that josh and i we have a huge age gap right so i'm like double his age i could be his mom and so funny enough right <laughs> talking about um look <laughs> <laughs> and you guys if you ever see nikki and josh together they are perfect for each other it's like ages seriously age is just a fucking number because josh is probably one of the the most old souls that oh, yeah. I've met. So, I mean, you guys fit together perfectly, which that could be a topic for a whole nother podcast because yeah. there's not only do you get judgment for, I don't want kids, then you are in a relationship with someone who is half your age. So it's kind of like that whole, oh my God, she is just this crazy woman that, you know, she doesn't want kids. And then her, her partner is half her age. I mean, what kind of woman is this? I love that you are authentically standing up and saying, absolutely, this is who I am. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry for the barking in the back. Um, I think that work is coming. Um, yeah, 100%, Julian. You know, the thing is, as I said, as long as there are people out there who sell such a such a such an opinion, yeah, who sell that in a way that it actually looks cool, it's really dangerous because the thing is. Who would we expect to say something like my gynecologist said yesterday to me? We would expect that from an old, conservative, white doctor, right? Would we expect that from a young lady who is obviously like in her early 30s, um, she looked so like, you know, her whole appearance was so winning, right? The way she, she, she welcomed me and she greeted me and the, the, the chitty chat up front and all that. It was like so cool and so refreshing and I really liked her, right? So um, it was shocking, right? It was shocking. And, and that's exactly what we have experienced on the road in our van, you know, people around the, 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 the fireplace, you know, playing the guitar, being all chilled, you know, maybe even smoke, smoking that joint around the fire, singing, you know. And then you hear them saying things like, how can you date someone half your age? Like, how can, is he even a man for you? Like, I'm like, where does that come from? Like, you talk five minutes with my partner, with my Josh, and you will see he's such an old soul and so knowledgeable. And so, like, he's teaching me so much, Julie, but you know that, right? So I do believe that 
it is very important for everybody. It doesn't matter what topic it is. It really doesn't matter to really check in with yourself and to use the left side of your brain, which is responsible for the logical thinking. And do not, um, you know, and don't be influenced by, um, by people who don't look like they would judge for something, right? Because it's oftentimes them who influence a lot of the things that go very wrong in this, in this world. I do believe so. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's um, to come back to your question, I was a bit um, distracted by Lotte before, but um, to be a woman in, in business um, and to be successful and to be without kids um, opens up amazing doors, right? It opens up doors where um, you have conversation like we do, right? Where you know within five minutes, okay, I want that person to be a big part of my life from today on. I never ever want to lose that person again. Even if we have, we will never meet in real life, I do not want to lose that person for the conversation we just had. It will close doors before they even properly open. Um, so I believe if you stand for something or if you even embody something, be very vocal about it because it will save you so much time. It would oh. just save you so much time. I think um, I did. I did a, a reel this morning. Um, I've started doing like reels every morning for Instagram and stuff like that. And this morning, I said the reel was, uh, you know, it's right now. If we don't heal what hurt us, we are going to bleed on people that didn't cut us, and that it is our responsibility. Because if you don't know any better, you can't do any better. But once you know better, then it's your responsibility to do better. So once you realize that there's healing that needs to happen, it's your responsibility to do the healing. It's your responsibility to go in and look at all the shit that's in the corners and the dust bunnies and all those things that we just want to sweep under the rug. And I think one of the things that I love about you the most is that you lift up the rug and you're like, okay, let's get this dust bunny out. Let's look at it. Let's see maybe there's something salvageable in it because lots of times the dust hides the diamonds that are underneath. Yeah. And I think that watching you and your business and watching you be that authentic, you're right that when you show up as you are and you start that healing journey, you do close doors. You do put the people that are not designed to be in your life away from you. Absolutely. And I think that part of that too, though, goes back to that innate need to feel belonging and to feel safe and to feel loved. How do you deal with that on an emotional level when people, I know that you and I both are like, well, I just don't really give a fuck. On the flip side of that, when that does happen though, there is that human emotion. There is that part of us that goes, well, what, why don't they like me? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty cool. How do you deal with those people that you really thought oh, this is going to be a really great person. And then they turn out to be one of those blah, 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 blah people. Yeah. You see, Julie, yesterday I went out of this, um, this doctor's office and um, did it hurt me? No, absolutely fucking not. It hurt me, right? Did it trigger me? Of course. I mean, I went home. I, 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 I made a reel. I made a post about it. So now you tell me how much did it trigger me? How much did it move me? Of course yeah. it does. And I think it's so important to acknowledge that. Like, yes, I am not hurt, but 
I will most probably also not forget that for quite a long time, that situation in there, right? And the person and her eyes and her look and the words and all that, right? So I think it's really, really important to acknowledge that, um, to be vocal about it, to understand what part inside me woke up, what part inside me, you know, got activated, right? And um, as you said, me just like you, you know, I'm a lot of, you know, very much like, I don't give a fuck, you know, what people think about me. It's like none of my business. Like, does it pay me my bills? No, great, let's move on, right? But um, I do believe that we have the responsibility to speak up as soon as we understand, as you said so beautifully before. You know, for many reasons, living a child-free life is, for many different reasons, Julie, is a, is a topic that really always moved me and still does. I have spoken to people who got told by their mother, I never wanted to have children. I'm like, I'm glad they are, you are here today. It's all good, but I didn't really want to be a mother. Um, if I wouldn't have had you, I would have had such an amazing career. Like, I can tell you stories, um, it will blow your mind and it will make you cry. Honestly, I know how these people feel. Like, I don't know, but I know. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And is it fair to a kid? No. Like, what are you doing to that kid by telling that person? <laughs> That, that thing, you know, that like that mean thing to your kid. So I think it's the most selfless thing I have done for this planet to not become a mother. I think it was a very noble thing of me to decide not becoming a mother. I also believe that like, especially, you know, we live in a pandemic. Can you imagine how many times I thought to myself, gosh, I'm so glad I haven't become a mother the past 10 years. Like I see my friends, the kids can't go to school. And like, I, I feel really, really bad for those kids these days. Ah. And so there are, oh my gosh, like a million reasons why I am glad today for not being a mother, million different reasons. And so I think it's important to, um, to normalize that. It's important to make people understand just because you, you have a uterus, it doesn't mean you have to use it. I am celebrating every year, like each year on the 23rd of July, I kind of celebrate it. Like it's my uterus free day. No uterus, no problems. I'm saying today I have no cramps anymore, no pain. I don't have to worry when I have sex. Like for me, it has only you know, only, pro only upsides, right? So for me, the diagnosis back then in the, in the hospital was never a problem. And I, back then, wasn't aware of what shitstorm rolls towards me, you know, what, what, what is going to be my reality from now on. And you wouldn't believe how many weird looks you get. And, you know, I'm not judging my grandmother for saying to me, I find a bit egoistic. You know, I'm not even judging my 70 year old father for, and he said that to me, you know, it, it's a bit egoistic that you never wanted to have kids. I'm like, no, it's the most unegoistic thing I've ever done in my life. And I probably never will be able to do anything that size again. So I think it's important um, who says something to you and it's equally important to speak up for future generations, but as you, as you have seen um, on my post, there are amazing, there were such amazing comments um, from women who have kids in teenager age um, who are absolutely 
aware of what goes on in our world and to say that's something we need to normalize it's um you know it's it, it becomes it becomes more and more normal but still there is a lot of um, friction out there and I think it's important with every topic that is important to you and close to your heart that you are vocal and that you speak up for what you stand for. Absolutely because I think that part of it too is that you like you said normalize the conversation mm. if you don't agree with something for whatever reason and I think that social media has started this of you know if you don't agree with it you have a thumb, scroll on, you don't have to engage, you don't have to voice your opinion, you don't have to be triggered by it. If you are triggered by it, then there's some work to be done internally to find out, number one, why were you triggered? Number two, do you really need to engage? And I think that normalizing the conversation and normalizing that sometimes it's a mental health issue makes it easier for us as a society and as a collective and as a world to move forward. Because like you said, not everybody is designed to be a mom. Just because you have the parts doesn't mean you have to use them. And there's so many of my friends that have had like endometriosis and endometriosis and horrific pain and periods and all of that. And they're just begging doctors, please take this out. I don't ever, or they have such a very slight chance of getting pregnant. It's like a 3% chance. And instead of just saying, listen, I've made the decision. I don't want to have children. The doctor won't do the surgery. They're like, but you never, ever know there is that chance. And the medical community is perpetuating this judgmental viewpoint of every woman must be a mom. I know. I know, I know, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's the same in Austria, where I'm from. They basically tell you how you might feel or how they think you should be feeling in 10 years from now. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely because, ridiculous. Because here's the thing is that you never know what's going to happen 10 years from now. You can plan it. You can have your goals. You can have your one-year, five-year, 10-year goals. And then something could happen that like you met Josh, you decided a long time ago, you didn't want to be the mom of a human child. You had your van life, you had your dogs. And then the universe goes, okay, well, here we go. And you had your surgery and look at your life since then. It is, it has truly been the rising from the ashes, watching you go from struggling and living in your mom's house to now a million dollar business that you and Josh have built and the amount of lives that you've changed including mine, but the amount of lives that you change by just being who you are and unapologetically, authentically who you are. And it takes courage to do that. Yeah. Do you think there are days that your courage goes, oh no, I'm not going to show up today. You know, Nikki, you're on your own. (laughs) Of course, of course. I think we all have those days and that's completely fine. Otherwise we would be robots. But you know what, Julie, I think everything is perfect the way it is. Like everything is always the way how it is supposed to be. I think the universe always got your back. And I honestly believe that we all are perfect, absolutely perfect the way we are and everything is okay. Everything serves us um, exactly the way how it is at that very moment. It's just our imagination that is impossible to, you know, to, 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 to dissect and to, to digest the situation as it is now because it doesn't feel good in the external world so internally we feel like oh my gosh this is like really tough like I 
believe that I am so blessed with such an amazing life. I am beyond grateful. Every day I wake up, I'm like, fuck, I woke up. Like, literally, I'm telling you, Julie, I am telling myself, like, like, like getting this air in my lungs. I'm like, yeah, it's a good <laughs> day. And Natasha and I, we're telling each other every single morning, hey, it's a good day to have a good day. And you know what else? I tell you something. When I stopped having any expectations for the day ahead of me, I just started living such a much happier and healthier and successful life. Because if you don't have any expectations and if you, or let's say the other way around, if you don't expect life and situations and things and projects and outcomes and people around you to be good all the time, which is what the majority of people do, like you expect to think, no, that's not how it works. Like you gotta be okay that things feel shit sometimes and you just work through, right? And if you change your expectations, but that's a topic for another day, Julie, um, life is just getting so much easier, happier, healthier, successful. And I'm just beyond grateful for the life I get, I get to live and for the people I get to work with, for the people I get to have around me. It's just amazing. It always has been and it always will be no matter what comes and no matter what is behind me. And so... Yes, I've been, you know, rising from the ashes more than once, Julie, but the last time was July 2019. Um, and I think it's not, it won't probably be the last time either, um, but it's, it's fine. And it has made me the person I am today and I'm, I'm pretty okay with who I am. So, yeah, Love I'm it. so happy to be here with you today. <laughs> what you said is, is so important is if, even if you struggle with, the expectation part, if you just make a small switch of every morning, even if you're working a nine to five job, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a parent, whatever your life is, if you make that switch to instead of, oh my God, I have to go to work today. Oh my God, I have to pay my bills. Oh my God, I have to do this. If you make that slight switch to, I get to go to work today. I get to pay my bills. I get to do X, Y, and Z because I have an amazing life, because I live in the moment. Once you make that small switch from I have to, to I get to, you realize the sense of freedom that you have in your life. And it's an incredible sense of freedom. So I have a question for you. Yeah. For the woman who is sitting in the shit pit, for the woman who feels judged for the decisions that she's made, or for the woman that is just really like, you know, fuck it, I don't know what to do anymore. What is the one piece of advice that you would give to them to just start the process to get out of that hole and to get out of the darkness? I love that one. So first of all, I would say um, go, you know, just acknowledge what is the current state. And then number two, and that's really all there is, um, I believe, is no one, no one but you will change your situation. So no matter what it takes, you've got to do what it takes to change your situation. So what I tell myself and what I do myself and what I also tell my clients is sit down and you know me, right? I'm like not very present in a Google world. I you just sit down, make up your mind, check in with yourself, write it on a piece of paper if it helps, and then work your way from the back to the front. May that be in your relationship. 
May that be in your business. May that be with friends, with family. It doesn't matter. Like diagnose the problem that is the most painful at that very moment and just work your way through. Like when I had that surgery, I was like, okay, so what needs to be done by me in a physical way and in a mental way, like in a, in a psychological way. And I knew I need help from a therapist. I, from a therapist, I knew I need to move as soon as quickly in order to, 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 to get my blood flowing again, right? Floating again. Um, I, I, I just worked my way through the steps that need to be done. And yeah, that might sound very cold to some, but I do believe that um, you can, you can word everything in a very spiritual and in a very um, beautiful way. And it will come out by the end of the day to the same quintessence that I'm saying. Just you've got to do the work. Like diagnose the problem, see what it takes to get out of that shithole. And then just do the work, right? Do the work. And be kind to yourself on that journey. Be kind to yourself. I am telling myself every time I launch Julie, every time I get a new client, every time I'm having a new project, every time I'm starting a collaborate, it doesn't matter. Every time I'm, I'm starting something that requires my knowledge, my expertise, my time, my energy, every single time, what I'm telling myself is, you know what, Nikki, I'm so proud of you that you're starting that. But you know what else? No matter what the outcome will be, I love you. You are absolutely amazing. I'm having goosebumps when I'm telling you that. <laughs> and I'm having goosebumps every single time I am telling myself that, Julie, because this self-talk is so powerful because your brain hears mm -hmm. your own voice. And yep. I believe in that. I'm telling myself and I'm telling you, listening to that podcast now, if you find yourself in, in a very difficult life situation and if you, if you feel like, okay, now the rising is about to happen or I am aiming to rise, of the ashes, from the ashes. Um, tell yourself that you love yourself no matter the outcome. Tell yourself that you're proud of yourself. I am proud of you, Nikki, no matter how that launch will go. I am so amazed and you are such an incredible young woman. Look at you, look at you. Look what you have achieved. Look how far you came. You're beautiful inside out and no matter what the outcome will look like, I love you. And I will. I encourage every single one listening to the listening to that podcast right now. Tell yourself how proud you are and how much you love yourself, no matter the outcome. Being kind and loving to yourself through a process that requires a lot of strength and a lot of energy and a lot of time is so important in order to to overcome those obstacles and obstacles will come and you know backlashes will come so it's really important to have your own back because most probably no one else will <laughs> oh that is so beautiful and that is so accurate and sometimes that is the hardest thing to do is to look at yourself in the mirror and say i love you yeah. Because so many people have told us throughout our journey that we're unlovable, that we're not enough, that we're never going to make it. And who are you to think that you can do something different? And it's really about standing in front of that mirror and being proud of the woman or the man or however you identify who's listening to this right now is, is being able to look in that mirror and say, no matter what the outcome, that's my favorite part of this whole podcast, Nikki, is no matter what the outcome is, I'm okay. 
no matter what the outcome is, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be proud of myself and I don't need somebody else to be proud of me because I'm proud of myself. Absolutely. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Nikki, I love you. Thank you so much for being here with me this morning. I am so grateful for you. Any last thoughts? Oh, why haven't I been here earlier? <laughs> get me back. Get me back. There is still, there is like so much I would love to share with you and your audience. Um, Ooh, we can do another one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, you know what? I want to thank you, Julie. I really want to thank you because um, I have said it before and I'm going to say it again. You are such an amazing, not only an amazing speaker and amazing life coach, you are such an amazing human being. And I just, I, 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 I came to, like, I come to understand over and over again that everybody needs a Julie Paulson in, in their life. And I, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being such an amazing um, human being and for creating that space and for getting women on here um, who get to share their story. You are doing, you are doing such service to humanity by having this platform, by, by having this space and by creating this space and by giving the stage to women who have been rising from the ash. And um, I, I, don't, I don't think you are even aware of how, how, how much lovable and how beautiful and inside out you are. And I, I want to say thank you to you. I really do. All right. Thanks for making me cry because that <laughs> is beautiful. <laughs> and with that little mic drop there, thank you. I, I appreciate you. I started this podcast to have fun and it evolved into where I just want women to know that at the end of the day, that you are enough. You were born enough. You're enough as you sit. You will always be enough. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too thin. You're not too fat. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You are perfection. You are divinity, stardust, and magic wrapped up in a human experience. And if you could only see the divine light that shines back from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. And so with that, I appreciate you. Thank you, Nikki, for being here and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.